Hey, I'm Dave Euler with Rainwood Farms from Charles City, Virginia. And, you know, when I think about 2019 and for the last couple of years, some of the things that we have changed to reach some of the yield plateaus that we're at. Back in the late 70s and early 80s, we were no-tilling corn and soybeans, kind of standard procedure. And then in the fall of 86, my dad and granddad and I kind of thought about Let's transition to also doing some no-till small grain into this no-till program. So we went from part of a tillage small grain crop to a no-till corn and soybean crop to what is now known as a never-till program. After doing that for many years, and you know, we thought we had a great program because we farm along the banks of the James River, which is a tributary of the Chesapeake Bay, so water quality is huge. Sandy soil, so we got to conserve moisture, so no-till you know, gets the rain to go into the soil and then it keeps it from evaporating out. You know, as we got to yield barriers and we were kind of pushing things, we were introduced to some strip till. I heard some growers talk about strip tilling. And so I kind of doing some investigating and then we were introduced to the ETS system, the Soil Warrior. And, you know, they had one come down to us and, you know, we played with a few acres of it. You know, we were impregnating some fertilizer with it, running some strip till and then planting their corn crop behind that. You know, some of the things that we saw. The first year we did it in the very first field, we saw like 37 bushel yield difference. Like, holy smoke, what is going on here? Then some of the later fields didn't see as much drastic variation in yield, but what we did notice that was consistent was emergence. We had a better seed bed preparation, because you know, we. We thought we had a good system with our no-till, with our planter and, you know, not row markers or trash sweeps, but we were using no-till coulter, closing system. But as we started doing the soil warrior, we were seeing that uh, seed bed preparation, even emergence. Then we started putting fertilizer in it. So then we transitioned into 2019, ran it for the second year. And my son was running it because, you know, I come up with the ideas on some things and, you know, get somebody to actually do the, you know, boots on the ground. He was running it and, you know, we were getting that, you know, well, first back up. Here you get somebody, here I'm a guy that likes to go slow planting and stuff. And they're telling us we need to run this thing at six, seven, eight, nine mile an hour. So, you know, that's hard for me to conceive, but you know, for the next generation, that's a whole lot easier because speed, you know how fast we are with internet, just speed. So we're running that and getting that great seed bed. Then we got to planting their corn and the thing we saw in 2019 was we had decent moisture, we had good heat, but air uniformity emergence. From a grower standpoint, when they think about how can they improve their yields on corn, the first thing comes with their planter. You know, the planting process and anything to enhance that, to get that picket fence stand and uniform emergence. And when I say uniform, it's like when one plant comes up, all the other ones adjacent to it come up within 10, 12 GDUs. We were getting that. In fact, on air stands, we were only getting maybe 1% to 2% that would come up later than the rest of it. So that's a benefit. Then when you start thinking about what other savings or what other benefits are with the strip till, rather than broadcasting all this fertilizer, now you can put it in a zone that you can be more efficient. And you know, we don't have as much compaction or we don't have a hard pan because of our, our previous no-till situation. So we were only working in like a three or four inch deep, seven or eight inch band. And we were putting all those nutrients in that band 
for the entire crop, particularly phosphorus and some potash and, and some micros. And then we were adding some nitrogen sulfur. Well, I'm just, you know, just kind of filling all that void. And the thing that I guess when I think of 2019, what was unique about it other than sunlight and temperatures was that amount of fertilizer we put out with the soil warrior as opposed to just putting their fertilizer out with their planter, we filled a void. Cause you know, we start side dressing their corn, but this fertilizer within the soil where that nutrients was breaking down, becoming available because the biology in the soil, the, it was in the root zone and it just, our tissue levels showed that we didn't get that drop off like we normally do. So we kind of had a maintained curve going up. And then, you know, late in the season, it, it peaks out and starts to roll down. We just pushed that curve further down in the growing season. So I contribute the benefits to Soil Warrior stand, plant health, and nutrient availability were some of the key things. It's not every day we're gonna have yields like we had this past year. So Soil Warrior is part of our team. And you know, I give a lot of credit to that part of that uh, program that we're implementing. So, so David, after that many years of no-till, you know, you, you more commonly hear about the transition, you know, from strip-till into no-till, not so much no-till yep. strip-till. You know, when, when you made that change, you know, maybe what what was going through your mind as far as, you know, is, is this the right decision? You know, are, are we doing the right things here? When we first started thinking about the strip-till, you know, here I'm a never-till guy. So, you know, what, what are going to be my oppositions? I was worried about erosion, number one, because now we, we felt like we had a good job where we weren't having any erosion going on. And now I got this zone, whether we're going crossways or up and down the road. We controlled that because there's still a little bit of residue there in that strip. It's not like we're blowing it all out. And then the other thing was, what are, what's happening with our overall plant health? Now, so we're strip-tilling their corn. So we're doing that in the late winter. We've unfortunately, because of our wet falls, we haven't been able to do it in the fall. So late winter, then we're stripping this, planting their, either we're gonna do soybeans or our corn, but then we're gonna no-till our small grain back behind that. So this is only a small percentage of it. And we're only working up, you know, eight inch wide of a 30 inch row pass. So we're, most of the area is undisturbed. Gave me a lot of confidence, particularly when I saw we weren't getting erosion. And then I realized that, hey, we're gonna start no-tilling right back into this. So our organic matter, our plant life, all the benefits of uh, no-till, we haven't sacrificed that by turning the whole crop or the residue over. Last question I had for you was just, um, what, what potential or opportunity do you see with the system you're developing strip-till? Where do you want to take this? What's your next steps? When I think about us transitioning from a never-till to a strip-till rotation part, particularly in the corn, things that I look for is going to be how we're going to improve our soil health. Because I see that we're going to be adding some soil amendment products, you know, maybe humic acids or some biological products that we're going to be adding there, putting them in a band in the root zone, and then also the fertilizer placement component of it. Here we're taking where we're broadcasting now. You know, you can you actually can reduce your fertilizer applications by 60%. Oh, excuse me, by 40%, and just put 60% of it in the band, and you're being more efficient with your dollar. Then the other thing that we see is we're not sacrificing all the 
no-till, the no-till properties in the bulk for um, erosion control and then water management. Because most growers are dealing with water management some way. Either they got too much and they're trying to tile it to get it off, or they don't have enough and we're trying to conserve it or irrigate it. But in areas where I would see also benefits is when you're dealing with cool conditions. This trip-till rig is gonna warm your soil up and it's also gonna dry it out, particularly if you're in a wetter environment. So there are benefits there. And you know, if you're just trying to save some dollars on fertilizer, what better way than to be more efficient and put it in where the root zones are gonna grow? All right, I lied. Last question. You lied. I did. Okay. So, what what advice would you have? I mean, you're you're relatively new to strip till. You're coming from no till. Yep. Um, you know, from our perspective, we're hearing you know growing interest and in, in at least taking a look at strip till and what it can do. You know, from what you've learned the first few years here, what what advice yep. do you have for guys that are thinking about getting into that system? Sure. It, if a grower is just thinking about starting to get into the strip till area, first of all, you got to look at it from a standpoint. Don't think about it how you're going to make more bushels think about it how you can be more efficient and then number two there's a network of people that you can surround yourself with because hey we've only been doing it for two years now i am still a novice at strip till i'm continuing to learn we've had some great successes with it but i know there's a lot more we're going to glean from and i've been able to surround myself with good folks folks here at the ets group the soil warrior they've been beneficial and helping me understand how much fertilizer we can put out where to put it because there are different ways you can put it in the bottom of the trench you can put it on top you can mix it in the soil so there's a whole lot more to learn that i know and just surrounding yourself with good folks that's what's going to make everybody successful and i know there's a lot of interest and it's not that it's a trend it's just that hey we as growers we got to be efficient with our dollar and we have to be in a roi mode and what better way than to be more efficient with whatever applications we're doing